You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Appreciate your time, Richard. Well, the nations jumped back on board. We're a fickle. The bandwagon's back. <laughs> they were impressive against Tunisia. Yeah, they definitely were. The guys, uh, you know, were impressive against uh, France for, you know, a good 20, 25 minutes, and they showed what they're capable of. Uh, but against an opposition like France, it's always going to be difficult. And, you know, they carried, carried that on in the next game against Tunisia, which is fantastic to see, which means the guys and the whole group is full of confidence, which is, which is great. And, you know, now they've got a, a huge task ahead of them uh, against Denmark. Richard, tell us about how good that Australian defence was against Tunisia, in particular Suter and how Graham Arnold backed him in and he was very much true to rewarding that faith. Yeah, he definitely rewarded uh, Arnie and the faith that he showed in him uh, and it just proves how much it means to him as well. You know, he's been out for a long, long time yeah. and and for him to be coming back and probably, you know, this is probably maybe his second or third game back, um, it, it's a massive effort. Um, so, look, I think... You know, it's going to be hard for him to back that up against Denmark again, um, but it's the World Cup, so you put your body on the line. And uh, I'm sure a lot of the guys are out there feeling a little bit fatigued and a little bit mm. worse for wear, but it's the World Cup again, and, and they'll be running through brick walls for, for the nation. Hey, Richard, when we look at the Cup in general, are we seeing a revolution? Is it the tournament of upsets? Uh, at the moment, it seems like it. It's, uh, it's a bit of a funny one where, you know, the, the guys who haven't had the most possession. Uh, the teams that are not being the aggressors are actually stealing the games, which is, which is exciting for, for the neutrals. Um, you know, and, it's, and it's great to see that some of these so-called smaller nations are actually uh, picking off a few of the, the heavyweights. Now, I'm not sure if it's the case in every World Cup, but I see the stats are heavily favoured for all the scoring being done in the last 30 minutes of each game uh, across the tournament. Uh, it, I was listening to the commentators last night. It doesn't appear to be the norm. Is there any reason it's happening? Uh, I think it's a bit to do with uh, the timing of the World Cup. It's mid-season now, so everyone's pretty uh, fresh and, and, and pretty um, fit. Uh, and I think, you know, in the, in the normal World Cup where everyone's had a long, uh, arduous season and then they've got a month of, of preparation, there tends to be a few early errors, whereas... Um, in this World Cup, you know, everyone's fairly fit and, and ready to go. So it's coming towards the back end of games when, when people are starting to get fatigued. In theory, Richard, everyone's still alive in Group D, although you would expect France, if they were to, true to the form, will get rid of Tunisia. Then it's Australia-Denmark, Australia needing the draw to be secure. What sort of game are you expecting against the Danish? Oh, it's definitely going to be a tough one. Both teams need, need something out of the game, and, and that's going to... Um, that's going to write their destiny. But I feel that, you know, Australia, as much as we need the draw, we can't go out there for the draw. We need mm. to go out there for the win. Um, because when you sit back for the draw, you're always, yeah. you're, always going yeah. to get, um, you're always going to get hurt. So I think, you know, I know Arnie's not a huge believer in going out for a draw. He's always trying to go out for that win. So I'm, I'm expecting our boys to go out there and, and play very similar to the way they did against uh, Tunisia and, 
and go for that win. Where do you sit with the way Graham Arnold's been going? He's uh, very animated on the sidelines, almost ferocious. Uh, are you happy with team selection and what he's doing tactically? Uh, yeah, look, I think it's it hasn't really changed as much as uh, as far as uh, the qualifiers are concerned. So he's 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 stayed true to what he believes in. He stayed true to the players that he believes in, and I think that goes a long way. Um, you know, there's always questions about selection. There's always questions about tactics. But, you know, at the end of the day, they've got to do it as a group together. And, mm. and I think that is the biggest thing. And you can tell even the guys on the bench, you know, when you look down um, at the celebrations after the goal against uh, Tunisia, you know, the whole bench is, is, is buzzing to be there and everyone's ready to, to play their part when it's their time. So it seems like it's a very, very much a together group uh, at the World Cup. Richard, if we look at the bigger picture of what the world game is, and Europe's always an interesting point, we've seen Belgium finally perhaps reach the end of an era with their golden group. Is Poland the next the next team to watch for being a contender? Uh, look, I, I think it's I think it's a difficult one because you know a lot of a lot of the European teams go through cycles of players, very mm. much like every nation, they go through cycles of players. You know, for me, the, the the one who's at the start of their cycle that is going to go very, very far is Spain. You know, if you, we look at their team, it's a very, very young team. Um, they've played the Euros together. It was a bit of a transitional. And then they've come into this World Cup and they've really, really impressed with such a young squad. And, and they're a team that could actually go possibly... I think for me, they, they won't go all the way this World Cup, but, but they, they're definitely a team that could go further in the next World Cup. So what would it mean for Australia to get through the round of 16? Well, we haven't done it since 2006, so it would mean a hell of a lot. And I think, I think people underestimate the difficulty of, of, of getting through to the round of 16. It's yeah. such a hard task um, in, in world football because it is the best of the best from around the world. Um, and when you look at some of the stats from other nations and, and how long they haven't been to the round of 16... We're actually travelling pretty well um, within that within that world football ranking. So I think, you know, it's going to mean a hell of a lot if we can get through to the round of 16. It'll give not only the group that are there a massive lift, it'll give the whole nation a massive lift. And um, why not do it in Qatar? Richard, in a sporting sense, I have a man crush on Matthew Leckie. Has he been Australia's most consistent player at the World Cup the last 12 years? Uh, look, Matthew's done a fantastic job for the nation. Mm. Um over over his time and and I think even more now you know it, it's a huge testament to him that he's doing it in a stage where he is back in Australia playing in the A League um, and he's still keeping his levels up to the the quality of world football which is which is fantastic and he keeps producing for the, for the for the Socceroos and what you're always going to get out of him is you're always going to get a hundred percent and you're always going to make he's always going to work hard for the team and that's I think. Um, something that we're seeing a lot in this Socceroos team, that everyone is willing to work hard for the group. Richard, a weekend, who have you got as your finalist now? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I haven't worked out how everyone crosses and where everyone goes to. That That is a, a possibility. But when you're looking at the teams that are looking really good, you're looking at France, uh, you're looking at Spain, you're looking at Brazil, um, Argentina haven't been too impressive, um, although they did improve. Yeah. So, look, for, for me, France have looked really, really good. Um, those, they're another squad that are, are, are fairly young and, and they've got some powerful 
young players that are at, almost at their peak. So, look, France, Brazil are looking fantastic. And, of course, like I said before, Spain, with that young squad as well, are, are looking really, really sharp. Richard, I'll give you an easy question to finish with. Uh, give us the scoreline. What happens Thursday, Australia, Denmark? Uh, I think Australia win 1-0. One one that's, uh, that's nice and e- nice and easy, 1-0. I think it's going to be a tense <laughs> affair. I think it's going to be a very tense affair. Um, and I think it's going to be a pretty cagey affair that will open up towards the back end. Um, but we're going to we're going to do the job, and we're going to get one new winners. Hey, we're loving your coverage on SEN. How are you finding uh, the the sleep pattern, sleeping during the day, and staying up all night? How's that been? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit difficult, um, <laughs> but you know it's it's enjoyable. It is the World Cup, and it comes around once every four years, so it, it's definitely worth it. And Richard, when it's over, yep, will West Ham rebound in the English Premier League? Uh, they definitely will. Okay, well, <laughs> they definitely it, will. I will hold you to it. Just quickly, were they no the, the best days of your life when you were there? They must have been. Uh, they, look, the whole, the whole 15, 16 years that I was in the UK was a fantastic journey and a fantastic ride. And, you know, yeah. I, I played at some fantastic clubs and that was one of them. You know, that's where I, that's where I grew up. That's where I learnt the game. So very, very fond memories of being at West Ham. Richard, really appreciate your time. And as I said, we look forward to your continued coverage on the SEN right throughout the World Cup.